Hello and welcome to Platonic Life Mates. My name is Melissa. And my name is Whitney. And I don't have contacts in and things are a little blurry. You don't have contact <laughs> a little blurry. Things are a little blurry. You don't have contacts in, you don't have water. Do we need to pause I, this before we start? You know, I'm a little messy today. A little bit of a hot mess. I was just looking at the show notes and I was like, oh, those look a little blurry. Oh, oh. that's good. Okay. Well, uh, this week's episode, we will talk about um, a book that we both read. It was actually the um, the book for the month of May, uh, titled "If I Never Met You" by Val. Were you just singing that? Uh, yes, <laughs> by okay. Vari McFarland. McFarland. I'm not sure, but yep, I suck at people's last names. I feel like I've always done that. Uh, with these books, not like in life always. But um, yep. But before we get into that, we are going to, as always, talk about our weeks. Um, what did I do this week? Not a lot. This is okay. Um, actually, I've been like cleaning and organizing a lot because like April sucked. And so then like the first part of May was like uh, mental recovery. <laughs> And so, like, now it's like, okay, now you have to be a real person. You can't eat every meal through Uber Eats, and you actually need to, like, do some dishes and clean your house. I did laundry at one point this week. I think it was relatively recently, like, over the weekend I did laundry because I literally had on leggings with no underwear because I was completely – I wasn't completely Ooh, out of underwear. I wasn't out of underwear. Let's be let's be honest. I was out of underwear that I was willing to wear. So, wait. <laughs> then why do you hang on to underwear that you're not willing to wear? Like, I have some, like, underwear, like, if I have to wear, like, um, uh, like, I'll wear no underwear with leggings, but I wouldn't wear, like, no underwear with dress pants and some, some dress pants, like, I have to wear a thong with and stuff like that, but I'm not wearing a thong, like, around the house, you know what I mean? Okay. It's not happening. Okay. Or I have, like, actually, I probably, I have, like, some, like, cute, like, lacy underwear that, like, I only wear, like, with my husband like for just a little bit like you're not wearing it all day yeah yeah okay i got it i got it i just was like woo are they like so disgusting but like throw them away (laughs) no or i have like um like i guess they're not technically underwear but like spanks and stuff like that but like yeah i'm not wearing that around the house no like i'd rather wear and honestly like with leggings no underwear is not a big deal like I don't really feel like it is, especially just like around the house. But it's just like, okay, bitch, you got to do under. You have to do underwear. You have to do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> you have no underwear. Yes. So that was like the highlight of my week: cleaning and um, getting some underwear. Wow. I know, right? You live a very exciting life today. Mm, I know. I know. I know. Okay. Um. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm, I'm trying to think what was like the high point well the high point was Lorelai finished school yeah and you retired and as a teacher for this year I did retire we'll see if this picks up again in fall or maybe uh, you didn't retire you just retired for this school I might, yeah I don't know yet I don't know yet I mean we'll continue to supplement over the summer have a little plan right. for that because the school sent you stuff for like over the summer too didn't they um, I think so. Joey actually just dropped off her last bit of schoolwork and then picked some stuff up today, and I haven't even gone through it because oh, okay. I'm actually trying to do my real job now. So what? I'll look at that later. Silly. Um, I know. I was like, oh, today I only had to focus on my actual job. This felt weird. Um, <laughs> so that was nice, and she we had a little 
like kindergarten graduation celebration thing for her on the last day. It was very cute. She was very excited. They had a Zoom or a GoTo, Google GoTo meeting or whatever. I don't know what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Google meeting. Something. Of, yeah, I don't know. And she's seen me do countless meetings like that. Countless. She's been in the room. She's been doing work. She, mm-hmm. But when it went and she knew about it for a couple of days coming. And then when it came time for us to do hers, she got really like, she got teary. She was like, I don't want to do this. I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. It was like, oh, baby child. It was sweet, but also like, really? Because you've been watching, you've probably seen me do, no joke, 30 of these. At least. You've been in yeah, the room Yeah, but tell you to do it on your own. I know, but it was, I was like, okay, baby. So I had to like turn the camera off and mute it so I can like talk her down from her, her video meeting panic. <laughs> um, Precious. Yeah. But she did fine. It was really sweet. She got a little award for, I forget what it was called. But was it Rule Follower or something yes, like that? Yes, Rule Following. Yeah. It was adorable. Um, so that was sweet. And then, uh, yeah, so that was the highlight. It was done. We got them a little pool and they played outside. I'm not ready for summer because the kids are going to want to be outside mm-hmm. all day. And I cannot do it. I was I out with them all day. I think on Saturday, one of the Ooh, days how? it rained, and I was like, "Thank you, thank oh. you, weather gods," because I cannot be outside all day. I am done after two hours. I am fried. I'm done. I'm to the point. Well, outside of being fried, like obviously, but like sunshine, like I get like I I'm not it. trying to be like sarcastic. It's like I get nauseous. Oh, I hate it. I feel awful. I feel and it's like like yeah, I nauseous can't even and, like. like Hot flash. I'm like, oh my god, this is the worst. I'm like under an umbrella. I've had right. like I cover up my skin and I'm still like I'm miserable. I'm not okay. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I hate like it. I don't know how people like sit on a boat and drink all day. Like oh, in the it? sunshine. Like that sounds like my word. That's like if I die and go to hell, that's where I will be. Yeah. I'll be in a Walmart parking lot that somehow has a lake on it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be drinking, day drinking in the sunshine, and then have to wait in line at Walmart for you know, my sunscreen, so like sunscreen or my aloe or something. Or something. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. So I don't, this is going to be a long summer because I hate dude being outside. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a hella long summer too. Like because of the pool, like our pool situation here at the community and like, and I'm on the master board and stuff. And it's just the, to be able to open the pool, like the regulations for it are insane. And oh, yeah. people are upset. Like I get it, but it's also like, like, it's I will so- take your suggestions. Like, help me how to figure out. Like, we're not a staff. Like, our, our clubhouse isn't staffed, right? Yeah. So, to be able to open the pool, like, these are some of the things right now in the state of Ohio that you have to do. So, <clears throat> I have to, not me personally, but we have to read over a PA system that we do not have every two hours the symptoms of uh, COVID-19. We have to remove all of the furniture and people have to bring their own, like, lawn chairs. Oh. We have to mark on the pool deck six foot spaces like where people can sit spaced out we have to um all touch surfaces have to be disinfected every hour the bathrooms have to be disinfected every two hours oh my gosh um we have to put pool dividers in the pool so people understand like where like social distancing in the pool like not to cross over these pool dividers um we have to encourage people to uh wear masks on the pool deck but we have to make sure people do not wear uh, masks in the pool because obviously you can drown if your mouth and nose are covered in yourself. the pool. We have to um, 
we have to change the amount of people who can be at the pool, like the, you know, uh, maximum occupancy. But the mat, like how to reduce that is not very clear. It's like based on the available space, da 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 da. And it's like, there's no like, it's like a guessing game. And I feel like it's a guessing game so that like no one has to actually like put their name on a certificate. And it's just like the, you know, like the health department can show up and be like, nope, you're done. Oh my God. And that's not, and that's not, that's just the pool. That's not even the gym. And like my genius idea at first, I was like, can we just close the bathroom? Then I was like, no, that'd be a terrible idea. People oh my God. Peeing everywhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's a pain and we just got to work through it. But so like, we're working through some ideas of like, oh, let's hire somebody and we'll just have the pool open on the weekend. Like we're working through ideas and that's fine. It's just, you know, this was Memorial Day weekend and people want to be at the pool, but the mandates for what was going to happen was less than a week than Memorial Day. Yeah. So like no one was going to get that turned around, especially no. a non-staffed facility. So people aren't happy and I get it, but. What are you going to do? Because they, it's like, here, well, let, it's me, because let me show you what we have Because they to don't do. understand. Exactly. Right. And that's what it is. Because like. It was just like, oh, pools and gyms can open on the 26th. Yay. No, but they. It's not what it is, you know. They can't just open. It's, you know. People are And so, like, my thought was, like, well, you know, like, let's just, like, can we just have people sign the liability form and it's on them? Our lawyers are like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you should have people sign liability forms no matter what. However, if someone were to get sick, they can still sue you. And unfortunately. follow the guidelines issued And unfortunately, like. And I feel like this is answering a lot of people's questions for like, why do we have to wear masks for this or this or this or why do restaurants? Because if someone gets sick, they can sue. They can sue and no insurance will cover that. So you'll be liable for everything like lawyers, settlement, anything, because no one has pandemic insurance because pandemic insurance doesn't exist. Mm. I was like, that makes sense. But it's just a pain in the fluffing tush. Yeah, that does not sound pleasant. So, but I mean, it's what it is. Yeah, they're working on repopulation of work, which is, it was like, oh, something got sent by President Pinto of the university. Cool. And then you read it and you're like, so this doesn't actually give us no anything. Because like, no one knows. I feel like, well, it's, and it's just left up like we'll go in phases starting in June. Researchers can come back. But, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's locked up to units and da, da, da. And then phase two will be in July and that will be based on units and of, that have to come and it will be varying, you know, on a rotating thing. And then in August will be based on units who deem they need. To, I mean, it's so like, so literally, I don't know when I'm going back to work, probably not until fall, if even then. And then if are, I do. Are you OK with fall, that or no? I mean, I'm fine. I can continue to do it. Like, I can function from where I am now and it will be fine. I just like, it's me. The routine of it. Knowing, just when am I going back? Like, am I going to go back before the students come back onto campus? Right. And then when I do go back, will it be like rotating just because of the way our office is and oh, stuff. Oh, I see. Like certain days. Yeah, because it made it sound like, and then your your staff will be like rotating. So will I be there like Monday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. and someone else thir- Tuesday, Thursday? And that's fine. I just want to know. So, so you just want to know. Like whatever the answer is. Yeah. I don't that's give a fair. shit. I can, I can do whatever. Yeah. I can <clears throat> I can work this way indefinitely, really. I've, I've got a see, pretty good I totally system could now. Too. I could work from home, but I'm also like that kind of person like i'm like fuck it let me work from home i don't care yeah i'm i'm good once i have processes in place yeah and then once i know what's coming and then 
Yeah, like I can do it. I just want to know for how long, I which I know is so ridiculous. Because like no one knows, but you know, no one knows anything. So no one knows anything. I have a question for you. This is kind of off topic, but I just, I, I, this is something I've been thinking, not, not even thinking about, like it keeps me up at night. I'm just curious. Hmm. Do you think that men and women or like, yeah. So do you think man, like a man, his best friend can be a woman without there have ever been, been like some type of weirdness or anything like that? Like, can you just think a man and a woman can be best friends without okay, any, any weirdness? Very random. I know. Uh, do I think men and women can be best friends without there ever being any like romantic? I anything? don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Are I... you still like, I I don't think so. Best friends? Yeah, like this is my best friend. This is who I tell everything to. This is the person who I talk about relationships with. Heterosexuals. And there's never been like a weird feelings in there. By either person? Or no, from by both either people? Person. Or... Yeah. Correct. Uh... I mean, I think it's plausible I think probably realistically one person probably would at some point have feelings for the other. Maybe not both. But right. I would right. I could I agree with that. At some point maybe someone might have had feelings. I don't know. I'm trying to think right. if I know any people that have a best friend. See, I used to feel like I was I that don't. person, but then like in hindsight I'm like, no, absolutely not. I don't know any people who have best friends that are heterosexual and have best friends that are the opposite sex. Yeah. I just think, I think, it, I don't, I just, uh, I don't know. And then, like, take it that a step further. So, you're a single woman. Okay. And you start dating a man whose best friend are, are, is a woman. How do you, like, is that, I feel like that would be weird. Because I know how women act. Like, because I don't know. Because I am one. So, I feel like. That like that person's gonna come from a place of like, especially if there were ever weird feelings. That person's gonna come from a place like, you'll never know him like I know him. I know him better than you do. Yeah, I mean that would be weird because I've never come across that. I guess I would feel like really, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. I would like to think I wouldn't feel that way, but I probably would be like, oh, what's going on there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have yet to. I have yet to meet a functional opposite sex heterosexual best friend mm-hmm. ship thing. No, I think there's a lot of people who like think that or like I get along with dudes better. I like you oh, know, I girls are too I much that, drama. You know how many times I, I hear that like, in my office by young women, and I, I'm always like, stop, stop. I know. That's yeah. more of a reflection on you and how you're interacting with women than it is. Yes, it is. And the whole like, and, and like women who like think it's a compliment when guys say, oh, we're going to totally got off here. When guys say you're not like other girls, yeah. like that's not, not a compliment. A compliment. That means compliment. he has a shit relationship with other women exactly. and he judge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's not, that's not a compliment. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. And then, like, lose my, like. It means he doesn't think much of women. Yes. (sighs) Young. Yeah. 
young women need they need us in their lives whitney they do they need us i to help hear them that through. so much from the oh women i know I... they think it's like cool and trendy and makes them like really awesome they do it doesn't it doesn't like, makes yeah. you sound like like oh yeah i can hang with the guys i can i'm like no that doesn't that just means no you need to value your woman friendships because men are awful yeah, all of them. Even the good ones. They're still they're still stink or something. There's always something wrong horrible. with some of them. Oh. But yeah, I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about and I just mm. Well, here's something I've been thinking about. When you mm-hmm. play, when you play Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Okay. When you when you decide like the Mary one, in your Mary scenario, are you having sex with the person you marry or is it a celibate relationship? Oh. I always play that it is a like celibate, celibate because otherwise then then what's the difference between having sex with somebody and then marrying the person like there has to be a down there has to be a negative thing well know. I guess it was like I guess well, I see what you're saying but I guess I look at it as like yeah because people are like oh well, fuck this person because they're I, the hottest exactly. and I'll marry and this I'll person marry because they're the most I'm, normal and I'm still yeah. having sex with them too like no 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 you're in that relationship you can marry them and you're with them but you cannot have sex with them that's the okay. Thing. So that has who do you who do you play fuck Mary kill with? Anyone who wants to, I'll play. With well, them. I want to play. Give me three people that I know. I have come up with the worst one ever. And <laughs> oh, I let me play. Yet to figure out, an are they answer. fictional character? Or no, are they they're real, real humans, and it truly is the worst one I've ever heard. All right, let me I've try. Come up with, and I have not answered it myself. And I won't answer it today because I don't know how I would answer it. So let me see if I can. Let me see. I would see. I would see. This is really bad. It's really bad. Okay. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill, Hitler, Osama bin Laden, and Donald Trump. Ooh. Okay. Okay. It's the worst. Okay. I can't. I haven't answered it yet because I just can't. My mind exploded. Ooh. Damn, because like mm-hmm. Donald Trump is not the worst one, but I'm also not going to marry him. So that means I would fuck Donald Trump, and, and that not, I can't do not, that. No, exactly, right. exactly, right? You're like, technically, he's not the worst, but I'm not doing either of those other things. I her. also feel like so I have an answer, but I feel like the answer would have the FBI show up at my front door <laughs> because I do have an answer. You did okay. See, I haven't even come up with one because I'm like, I just can't. yeah. But um, so I won't say it, but it, you can you can deduce it. But I would um I would marry Hitler and I would fuck Osama bin Laden. You wow okay. <laughs> you want here's why okay okay because I'm not fucking Donald Trump exactly and you're not <laughs> you're not marrying him either right but like I feel like Hitler wouldn't like beat me. Yeah, and so like, I could get one and done with yeah, with Osama bin Laden. You could just you just like you yeah, know, it's gonna be and awful. like you know like maybe I could like I don't know like bake cookies for Hitler and like change history. I don't know. I could kill him in his sleep. I mean, just because I marry him doesn't mean no, I can't eventually no, kill him. No, there's not rules where you get to kill it. Nope, it's a marry. You're married. You're in World War Two. You're Mrs. Hitler. You're in that bunker. But then I end up committing him. suicide. Yeah. yeah, that's not doesn't work either. I, yeah, it's bad news. Do you know marrying Donald Trump wouldn't be awful? You'd have a lot of money. I mean, like I would hide the money because he files bankruptcy like every three months. But like you could slowly accumulate your own money. I guess I, he probably gives you an allowance. It just it was like, ugh. I, yeah, yeah, I just I. 
I couldn't come up with the right. See, answer. I was thinking like I thought you were gonna be like uh, like Baltimore and like. <laughs> no. No. Okay. So that's what's been on my mind. How do you play fuck, marry, kill? Because to me, the right answer is it's a celibate marriage because otherwise uh-huh. the fuck and the marry are too close. You have to have a downside to the marry, which is you can't have sex. Because if I was like, fuck, marry, kill, John Hamm, um, uh, Chris Pine, and yeah, you know, like Chris Hensworth, like, no, you gotta, you, one of them there, you gotta be like, oh, he's so sweet, and I'd fuck him too, but I gotta pick. Like, nope. You gotta make a tough call. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's usually like, you know, something, like, you just gotta figure out, like, which one you're gonna kill. Like, that's the hardest one. Yeah. But, but no sex in your marriage. I'm sorry. So... Yeah. So do you only get to fuck them once? See, I always, I think I always played. It was just one time. But I, I don't, in my mind, that's what it was. It was like, okay, make it good. But I don't know. I don't know what the rules are on, on it. All right. I'm going to think of one for you. Okay. It's not going to be that, that, that. I know. Crazy. This is where my mind went. Okay. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Are you ready? Okay. Bill Clinton. Okay. Ronald Reagan. Okay. Michael Phelps. Um, okay. That's an interesting, an interesting <laughs> roster. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna. Uh... <laughs> it's not oh, as hard as yours, but you're I still know, thinking about but it. I'm still thinking about it. Uh... I'm trying to think of who would annoy me less to marry. I guess I'll... Clinton's fucked over Hillary, though. Damn it. Uh, I'm going to kill Reagan just because... Oh, my God. I just... I couldn't listen to that. Uh, I guess well, I'm going to... Well, just that and, like... Uh, like there are the whole... I, I feel like Reagan's partly to blame for the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. And the era, just the whole, the whole conservative nonsense Error, coming through. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Reagan. You you seem nice. You like jelly beans, but I gotta kill you. Uh and then I think I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Phelps and then I'm gonna just fuck Clinton once because he fucked over Hillary with the nonsense. So So you just don't want to be married to him, is that what it I is? don't. I don't want to be married to him. Okay. Even though Why somehow, old man, I'll ugh, I'll do it once and we're done. Yeah, we could get you like real drunk or something. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have, like, your, like, really tough one, do you have any ideas? Do you have, like, one that you're sure of or not really? No! Mm-mm. That's, isn't that bananas? I've molded over and I'm like, nope, I can't, I can't settle on any of them. You're like, I choose death. <laughs> no. It's not the rules. You've got to pick. I can't pick. I cannot decide what we're uh, Okay. Bill Clinton. Oh, my God. Okay. George W. Bush. Okay. O.J. Simpson. Oh shit! Well, we're gonna kill OJ because come on. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm gonna. Ooh. I think I would. I won't tell you what I think I would do. But I'm with you so far. Okay. Uh, I know now it gets tricky. Uh, I think I'll. Who would it be more? See, who would be more entertaining to be married to? 
I think George W. Bush is like really funny. I don't think I don't want to figure with his politics and his presidency, but I think he's a really funny person. I know. I think I think he's a decent person. You know what I mean? He'd spend all day painting pictures of dogs and like yeah, and like joking and having fun. Yeah, um, and he's friends with the Obamas, so I'd get to meet the Obamas eventually. Well, so is Clinton. So Uh, true. I don't know. I'm so annoyed with. Clinton. Clinton, yeah. So, I'm sorry. You want to fu- you wanna fuck just, him again? Um, you just really want to fuck Clinton, Clinton, don't you? I really don't. <laughs> but I also don't want to fuck George W. I think I would probably marry W. Because I think he'd Me be too. hilarious to be married to. We'd have a lot of barbecues and he'd paint and drink beer. And I'll just <laughs> fuck Clinton one time and be done. Um. Okay. Coke, Pepsi, or Dr. Pepper? Well, I'm killing Pepsi. I'm <laughs> knew what, marrying I knew Coke, and I will fuck Dr. Pepper. But that means you never get to—that means you never get to partake in Coke. That's fine. Coke and I—we have a long relationship. It's—it's—it's it's, it's fine. It's deeper than just a physical thing. It's okay. Hmm. Ooh, what's his name? Hold on. Mm, okay. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Okay. Jimmy Fallon. Okay. Conan O'Brien. I'm killing Fallon, and I'm gonna bring him back to life, and I'm killing him again. I cannot. <laughs> you don't like Jimmy Fallon? I okay, hate Jimmy Fallon. Okay, this is where it gets tricky. I've had I had the biggest crush on Conan O'Brien for years and years when I was younger, like ridiculous. So uh, this is very tricky for me. This this mm-hmm. goes very deep, very deep. Okay. Um, I think I would, I would probably marry Conan, and I would. Fuck Colbert. So I agree with Jimmy, but I'm going to marry Stephen Colbert because I think he's the funniest. And I'm going to fuck Conan O'Brien. Well, you love the ginger. Because he's a Paul ginger exactly. and like, I'll have his baby. Exactly. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fine. You, we'll, we'll do a swap one night and then we'll, <laughs> we'll work. Yeah. And we'll kill Fallon like together. A... That, that talentless Muppet. Seth Rogen, Seth MacFarlane, and Seth Green. Oh, well, I'm killing Seth Rogen. Yeah, thank you. Killing him. Uh, I you don't am, like him. I fucking hate Seth Rogen. I think he's I don't mind. so awful. I think he is the dumbest, most talentless piece of crap. I think he's so dumb. So I'm killing Rogen immediately. Okay. I'm okay. lining him and Fallon up, and I'm just using the same bullet because they're so dumb. Um, and then I will, <laughs> ugh, I'll marry McFarlane because I think I could spend a lifetime with him. I could not. With all of his voices? You know what? That's fine. He also sings really well. That's fine. Okay. He's smart. I could not spend a That's lifetime. That's true. You don't want to have sex with a guy with different voices. You'll be like having like, sex with him with different voices. No. But I could not spend a lifetime <laughs> listening to, who was it? Seth Green. I couldn't. Great, yeah. a lifetime with Seth First Green. Of all, he's like tiny little exactly. dude. I don't know. I'll have like one night of weird sex with Seth Green and then I'm done. <laughs> Donald Trump, Angela Merkel, Vladimir Putin. Oh, God. Okay. I'm marrying <laughs> Merkel. Clearly. Yeah. I would have sex Clearly. with Vladimir Putin. I, yeah, I was just like, say, I'm fucking shirtless, horseless. Yeah, I'm marrying Merkel. I'm fucking Putin don't, and I'm killing Trump. Don't say, don't say that. The FBI, man, they're going to come. <laughs> They're going to come for you. Okay. Well, they can come. Mike Bloomberg, Joe Biden, or Bernie Sanders? I'm killing Bloomberg. One. Yeah. 
I, uh, well, hold on. Let me think. <laughs> I don't know. They're all annoying. Uh, I don't want to fuck any of them. I don't want to be married to any of them. <laughs> Can I just kill them all? I'd pick Bernie Sanders to be married to. He probably lasts the least. You know what I mean? You want to be married to him long. That's true. Ugh, I don't want to fuck any of them. So who are you going to fuck then? Joe Biden. He's handsy enough. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he probably knows what to do. <laughs> he's happy there. <laughs> Very handsy. He can go in. Halfway through, he's going to forget what he's doing. He's going to wander off. He's going to go do like the crossword and then can fall we asleep. Be, like, can we change our podcast to be politically serious for just a few moments? Oh, um, okay. What the fuck? Like I see Joe I see Joe Trump. I see Donald Trump like winning this election, right? And like what does that mean for women? It means And what does it mean for our uh It Supreme means Court? that men don't respect us nor do women respect themselves. That's what that means. <laughs> but I mean It means we're fucked. So on the flip side we need a robot Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We need to oh like God. in the middle of the night implant her with lots of different devices. Or just like a really good like dupe. Like someone yeah. who just can really pull it off. Though, you know what? In a weird way, this isn't right. But I'm I'm ready for like Roe v. Wade to like be held up by a conservative Supreme Court. And then maybe like, because I, I honest to God, I don't see a way that it's going to get turned over. I just don't. Right? Yes, but uh, you're underestimating the insanity that is on the bench right now right i just but i don't the people on the bench they don't give two fucks you know what i mean they're not up for re-election right no they're people, not up for most people who, but... who who believe in that or the people who are anti uh or pro whatever pro birth life <laughs> pro birth um they really it's because it's political they don't give a fuck they would they would let their you know extramarital affairs have an abortion it's just what voters want people in supreme court aren't held accountable to voters no they don't give a fuck but i think if you start looking at the other things that they have passed and the things that they've let like i don't think them upholding it is so like oh it's a given they'll uphold it no i don't think it's a given but I mean, I'm okay. Not okay, but like I, in a in a weird way, like let like let's just fucking get it over with. Like let's challenge because if it falls, there's gonna be a lot more issues that are gonna come up, right? But I think I really do think it would be upheld. And then it's just like I feel like shut the fuck up for a while. Then like people are just it's so divisive that let's just get it over with. I don't think it would fall. I really believe in, like, in all honesty, I don't believe it would fall. Yeah, but look at all the things that have passed, like, for at state the level. Bill. Yeah, and, and if those. About state level, though. But those things are being, like, challenged, and eventually those things. What just got kicked up to the. I have to pull it up. I can't remember. I'm not. And all, they all fall, though. They're all, they're all, like, take a stand bullshit. None of them actually go through. I just don't think it's a given that. This would be I don't think it's a given, but I don't think it's, I don't, I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. I am, what I, what I don't want though, I don't want a conservative Supreme Court because outside of R.V. Wade is 
uh, conservative Supreme Court. Like that's that's decades. It's not just oh, it's just four more no, years of Trump. Decades. It's decades of policy, and it's it already sets us back so much. Like we're so as a country, like compared to other like industrialized countries, we're so far behind, and we we have so many other issues that we don't need to be set behind even more. You know what I mean? No, we need to. No, the but you, you I mean, ridiculous. It, you believe Joe Biden is going to beat Donald Trump? I hope. I have no idea. Right now, they're predicting like he's behind. Trump is behind, mm-hmm. but who knows? I don't know. Never underestimate the stupidity oh, I know. of the American people. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Well, it's just I also feel like the whole like, oh, this is we don't need to wear masks. This is all oh, fake. Is like Trump supporters trying to be like, this never happened. Like he didn't do a bad job because it was fine. It was never really a threat. That's really what it is. And people don't want to admit that to themselves, but that's what's going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't mishandle this. It wasn't really. There was nothing to mishandle. Like, he was was ahead of But if that was true, then he would have never, like, shut things down. But eventually he did, and he had to, you know? Anyway. We got way (laughs) off topic. But that's what we do here. Right? All right. Okay. If I never met you. Synopsis. Synapses? <laughs> yeah. It's like saying that word because it bugs the fuck out of you. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Lori is 36 and has been with her boyfriend Dan since university. This is a British novel, by the way. So university is not the same as college and university in the US. Okay. Oh, when they were 18. She's been planning to try for a baby and she thinks Dan is on board. But after a night out, she realizes how terrifying the dating pool is when Dan blindsides her by telling her he's not happy. And that he not only does not want her to come off the pill, but he doesn't even want to be with any, her anymore and they should split up. Although he denies that there's anyone else involved, he eventually tells her that he has a new girlfriend 10 weeks later and that she is <gasps> pregnant. Uh, Lori is completely devastated. She faces starting again in her mid-30s. Okay, this part was a little too real for me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe this is partly why I was like, fuck this book. (laughs) (laughs) Starting over in her mid-30s. And she wants a kid, too. I'm like, god damn it. I'm willing to fuck Conan O'Brien for his ginger sperm, right? (laughs) Well, you know, we all love Conan. We all love Conan. Yeah, knowing that her chances being able to have a child have been drastically reduced, Dan, who she's loved uh, and whom she thought loved her, has completely eroded her self-confidence and belief in herself. She wants to know what she did wrong so that she doesn't do it again. When Dan tells her that it's not anything she's done, it's less than helpful for her. Because if it isn't, then she can't fix whatever she did to make him leave. A chance encounter in the lift with a handsome work colleague leads to a crazy idea. Lori and Jamie will fake a relationship for a mutual benefit. Jamie is a bit of a commitment foe, but one who wants to be partner in the law firm. Their bosses don't like a man without a stable home life, and Lori is a favorable employee. Dating Lori will definitely boost Jamie's stock big time, and Jamie is smart, Excellently dressed and beautiful. Jamie, uh, Lori wants Dan to hurt like she did. Lori is excellent at her job. She's hardworking and passionate about what she does. She was comfortable and secure with her in her relationship with Dan, pushing him to be the best that he could be professionally. She completely, she's completely shocked when he ends things and utterly heartbroken. But she realizes uh, 
that with him, she hadn't been living her best life. She was more about supporting him, getting him where he needed to be. When Jamie suggests the fake romance for Lori, it's a way to get one back on Dan for the hurt he's caused her. But, of course, this is a romantic book. The fake romance soon makes them closer but it's not an instant romance or instant chemistry Lori is recovering from the real shock and jamie doesn't have any interest in the beginning in the beginning of the relationship uh not even a one night stand with Lori. he wants to advance professionally and he knows how smart and well liked she is at work and how having her on his side will help people see him in a new light at first it's carefully constructed instagram photos fake dates but it soon morphs into them telling each other their deepest darkest feelings supporting each other through truly deep and distressing personal scenarios there's a building of trust and like as well even though they obviously see each other as attractive people it's not about that for the absolute fucking longest time in this goddamn book the slowest burn i've ever read it is both of them (laughs) both of them uh had seen uh see each other through really dark difficult emotional times Lori's not only break up with dan but also other things in her personal life as well as jamie is uh very well he's very supportive and defensive of her jamie also has his own personal traumas from the past that he's dealing with as well how did you feel about this actually you know what first question is because this has come up this has come up with different books that we've read um uh racism microaggressions and stuff like that uh for for so if you didn't read the book other people who are listening Lori's mom is black and her dad is white um how do you think whitney how do you think racism was handled in this book i liked how it was handled because yeah. it, came it was like first person's perspective it, not like a white person guessing how yeah it was. <laughs> it was told in Lori's narrative and so like little things would come up and it was told in like a like a authentic like organic way so um like one night she's out and a woman's like oh well where are you from and she's like oh i'm from north like yorkshire or whatever the hell i don't know england places yeah and she was like, like, like no literally. no where are you from and it's like bitch why is that okay to ask that where the fuck are you from like right you know what i mean and, and then she goes back and like is telling a friend about that stupid you know this ridiculous encounter and it's not preachy and it's not it's just like yeah a telling of this stupid thing and you're like oh that's gross uh and then like another instance when she goes to get her hair done before like this first fake date you know she's like what does your stylist actually know how to do my hair right and right right like yeah and so i think and then uh when her fake boyfriend posts a photo and someone writes him like "Ooh, exotic hottie and then he posts back like no i think you've heard of north hampshire it's not that or wherever and and, you know he just was like oh you know that was such a nice way to address this like stupid microaggression so right the way they come up it's like not preachy at all it's just these true to life these and then you read that and you're like oh this shit happens every day this is such a like people aren't even thinking about this this is what a microaggression is people these dumb shit things that you say that are so disrespectful to people of color you Mm -hmm. need to think about what you're saying so i thought they were done really well because they weren't preachy it just was like a nice way of like hey this is a normal everyday thing and for people who are not of minority reading this here's a nice little like this is why this is an asshole thing to do Mm -hmm. 
no i agree and that so like so like a highlight of this book for me uh, highlight whatever was that like i feel like well not the for the first time but it's one of the books that where there is racism that brought up that like the like the, the heroine in the book the main character is uh a diverse character. It's not like a white person white explaining racism to other yeah. characters in the book. Other white people who are like, oh, yeah. we're so wonderful. We solved racism. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, oh, but on the flip side, oh my gosh, the first part of this book it was like, I went back and looked. I mean, I was on my Kindle, not my Kindle, but the Kindle app. It was 130 pages of like the most excruciating breakup and yeah. she was so devastated it was and like and it's like you think it's gonna end like you think it's or you're like okay it can't get any worse and then it just keeps fucking getting worse yes it the i looked back because i was like okay obviously set up like her relationship with dan her longtime boyfriend of 18 years and then to let us get a sense of like okay and then they break up and then mm-hmm. she'll do this fake relationship with jamie we meet jamie in the first chapter really briefly because she's adult at a bar and she sees him with some some chick and you're like oh he's obviously very attractive and he's kind of the office like ladies man okay got it he does not come back into the book until chapter 12 and this is like the this is like the main character love this interest is the love this interest that's what it, like so and that's the thing like it just like the book ugh. It's, it's, it is not, I don't think it's a rom-com. Like, so we start off with a breakup, right? And it's this huge devastating thing. And it's just like, you keep waiting. Okay. Like all romantic books, like there's controversy, like not controversy, but there's an issue. But this one is like, like every time you think it's starting to get like, okay, it's going to get fun. The book's going to pick up. It's just, there's more misery. There's sexism and like entitlement from her colleagues. Uh, there's a terminal cancer diagnosis, diagnosis, uh, Jamie's brother is dead. There's the racist microaggressions. They, she has fucking terrible parents. There's a tempted child molestation. Like it just fucking keeps coming at us. Like the book is not enjoyable because it of all this tragedy. It wasn't written in a depressing way. I don't think. Like I didn't. Feel no, it was like very was funny. Reading, like I wasn't reading like Angela's Ashes. I was like, oh god, I'm gonna slip my wrist. But yeah, I just like she could have. But this isn't when you pick up a rom com. Yeah. Like now I agree with you're saying. Like it was funny and there was like that like snarky wit in there that I love. Right. Yeah. But that this all this trauma is not especially me like that's not what i want when i want like a rom-com no. easy read fun sexy ha 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 this was like this was dark shit yeah the the fact that he, the like male lead did not come back in until chapter 12 i was like holy shit this is ridiculous yeah now i feel like i'm like but for me again for me personally in my opinion with uh with the exception of the like molest i know i'm jumping ahead but with the exception of the molestation like arc that kind of i was just it was different or attempted molestation right i do feel like the book with those tragedies for the most part did like a really good job of like looking at grief and guilt and how those things like affect us um and like kind of really showing like how excruciating that kind of stuff can be. So I think that did a good job, 
but again, it's not what I expected when I picked up this book. Yeah. Does that I, make sense? No, I totally agree. I think. And like the racism wasn't trying, like the mentioning of racism like, wasn't trying to be like teachable moments either. No. It was just, you know, I think, so I think it did a good job with those things. It's just not what I expected. Yeah. They were very organic. And I think you're right. Like those moments where she like, they come back up of like, oh, that's what happened in childhood. And that's kind of how you carry it with you and how it right. affects you. 30 years later, 28 years mm-hmm. later, and then with Jamie and his brother dying when he was young and kind of how that propelled him to be the overachiever and the like, you know, those, mm-hmm. they were all, I know it sounds really heavy. It, it actually was like a very light read. And when these moments happen, they just kind of poof happen and, and then there are discussions. But yeah, I think it was i think you're right it wasn't i was like oh i was not expecting so many like deep conversations right well and like for by the time like by the time that they get stuck in the elevator like when jamie comes back uh they're stuck in the elevator like i was like i was like depressed i had to take a break from reading the book i was just like too much too much too heavy i had to take a break for a little bit yeah i kind of was (laughs) it happened it took so long to get there i kind of was Mm -hmm. like i all if we hadn't if we weren't reading it for our book club choice, I may have not continued, honestly. I'm a bit, I, can, yeah, I, I can see that. that you're not a person that doesn't, I like, I'll give up on a book. I'll be like, no, this well, isn't. I wouldn't, I mean, I, I would have taken a break. I might have read like something cheerful, like yeah. a Regency romance exactly. that's just like f- f- so fluff. Like the worst thing is that someone thinks somebody cheated on somebody. No one actually cheated on yeah. anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I was in the mood for very much like a contemporary romance because that's what I thought we had picked but yeah it just took so long to get there because she was so involved and so lamenting this relationship that broke up Mm -hmm. and then like rehashing what could have happened and what might have happened and what changed and and you just were like girl you know you are very smart and you need to move on from what might have happened and could have Mm -hmm. happened and didn't because this is just a romantic comedy book so i don't want to like be rehashing all of this stuff you're so right like i I, like you said i i really thought it was just like a contemporary rom-com with and i knew i think i mentioned it when i first picked out that it was um, a biracial couple like okay something like we haven't really had that okay perfect like it's different fuck very different <laughs> yeah it was not what i yeah not what i expected i i did like i did like the author's writing style i thought it was really like wit and like um like i i don't know like the dialogue was really good that especially between good. Yeah. between jamie and Lori. like it was sassy and sarcastic and i liked that a, i really did it was a light read for as heavy as the like the conversations would be it was still felt very light yeah i'll agree um, with that I really did like Lori, the main character. I liked that. I was like, oh my God, our main character is someone who's our age. Huzzah. Yes. She wasn't some uh, yeah. like 24 <laughs> year old who was like, oh my God, you guys. Oh my God. I just got out of college and I'm so confused. Like I was really excited to um, read about a book about a person who was in her mid thirties, who was really good at her job. Like she, yeah, she was successful. Like it wasn't job. like. Yeah, uh, she wasn't like oh, the one book I really liked that we read. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Miss you? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Where, but like the like I liked the book, but like the character was our age, but like she was not getting her life together. She was kind of floating around yeah. through life. Well, I mean, not by her own fault, but 
You know what but I mean? Yeah, she was, yeah. But like, this was a nice change. She was like super successful, kicked ass at her job. Right. And people, she was um, well respected by her bosses and stuff. Yeah. And like, really, up until this breakup here, you know, was very confident in herself and her life and, and those kinds of things. And even though after this breakup, she still didn't necessarily. Like, yes, this would be a big loop if you'd been with someone for, like, 18 years and then out of nowhere they're yeah. like, I don't want the things that we said we wanted. So what? Right. Um, and it's, like, even as much as the book lamented over that for the first part, I feel like even after that, the character still was fairly self-confident in herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't, like, necessarily fall apart in this, like oh my god I'm worthless like oh I'm never a man will never want me again like it didn't right she didn't like quit her job to get away from him or yeah she was like well we work at the same law firm and uh I have the mortgage you know and I'm not gonna let you run me off with you and your new baby mama so Mm -hmm. I'm here which is good I like that my job and so fuck it Uh so I did appreciate that I also I like I mean uh Jamie's fine. Look, whatever. Um, I, I really liked, with the exception of like people who were friends with her and Dan, but I liked like the f- other like female characters in the book. Uh, I feel like there was like a lot of like female solidarity. Yes, in the book. Her uh, friend Emily, I really oh my love yeah relationship. Uh, well, and there was like a point. I think it was towards the end of the book. It was um oh I'm trying to think of exactly what it was, but it was she was like Lori was like reminiscing about like the night she met Dan. Um, and that was also the night she met Emma mm-hmm. and that she was talking about like how she had felt like she met the love of her life but then she yeah. realizes that she did like she met Emma met that Emily. night like that was I was like oh I like that a lot yes I put that down too where she was like you know I thought I had met the love of my life that night it was so important I thought it was Dan but really Emily it was that I met you and I was like mm-hmm. I love that like this has ended with like Oh, this relationship was really the one that I was supposed to find out of this. And then I also Mm -hmm. loved the, oh God, I can't remember her name now. I just, the friend that would show up and she was like, such like a man hater. Oh Uh, yeah. And I loved her so much. Yeah. Eva and she. Is that what her name was? It was something like that. I oh, I did bring my Kindle. Crap. I highlighted some notes on it and it was hysterical what she, like they were eating lunch and one of the waiters was like what can I get your girls and she was like well none of us are girls so you can ex- oh can I explain anything for your girls and she was oh, like yeah. none of us are girls so you can explain that grading and why you thought it was appropriate and I just was like <laughs> oh my god I could see you being like that I so love much. this woman and this character in this book yeah so I think she she wrote pretty fun um, female characters that I she appreciated did. like they didn't fall apart they all kind of had moments where they were like second guessing themselves maybe but then kind of snapped out of it and were like no fuck this mm-hmm. I I am awesome and like a relationship with a man the romantic relationship I choose is not what makes me valuable right so well and even even like well i mean obviously he's not (laughs) he's not a woman right but even jamie um i lost my page here when jamie when you know like when uh laurie was having you know like talking to jamie and like you know kind of like her feelings her experiences and stuff like that like he didn't try to like 
explain how like explain things back to her and he was just he kind of just listened to her yeah i he i yeah i was like oh this is a well-written man you can tell him yeah man didn't write this book <laughs> exactly <laughs> or he didn't say like oh it's not that bad da, 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 or like everyone goes to, like it was well, he didn't try to like he didn't, minimize... he didn't try to like answer it or minimize it or try to like answer it for her or yeah. like justify men's behavior or anything like that. Yeah, he he just listened and was like, "What do you need from me? Do you want right. me to do this or this?" Um, okay, yeah. Did you? I I liked his character for the most part. I thought that it was interesting. Like, so we had, you know, Lori who talked about her. Um, her identity as being black and what that meant for her and how people would judge her. But then I always thought it was funny that she always came with prejudgments about Jamie. Yes. And the rumors about him being this like ladies man and how he had treated women and stuff. And then what that was based on was really nothing but rumors of other people. Right. Um, And so I thought it was funny how the author handled that too, of like her coming to the realization of, Oh, this is, now looking at it, this is just because of the culture here and that Jamie doesn't fit the culture of how we operate. He, you know, yeah. he operates in a different way. And because of that, you know, people don't like him. And and really, he's just shown nothing but like, I just want to work hard and I work really professional and this is how I do this. Yeah. yeah, we've seen him on some dates with people, but, like, there's actually been nothing, you know, really. So it was interesting to see how. I, I loved um, when they were stuck in the elevator and because he was, uh, they were in the elevator for, like, a long time. And uh, he was supposed to be going on a, a Tinder date. Yeah. And he, like, like, the way he was kind of, like, almost mocking himself. Like, I don't remember the Tinder date's name, but he'd be like, you know, Julie, 29, from da-da-da, waits for no man. Like, she's already probably got backup people lined up and exactly. stuff like that. And he was, like, he was kind of, like, self-deprecating in a way that, like, I'm not that important to this person. Like, whatever. Yeah. Do you do you usually like the trope of, like, um fake relationship thing? No, no. I, I mean, it kind of goes along with the same thing of, like, uh like oh i bet i bet uh i can make her popular or like you know make her prettier or stuff like and it goes along with that just like stuff that just stereotypical stuff yeah i just um i don't know if i bought that the character of Lori would go along with something like this because she like she's a smart woman she values herself like i I, yeah i don't i feel like a strong woman would be like uh i don't need to know yeah Yeah. i just didn't totally buy that she would do this she was the only way like i would kind of buy it in that sense and i feel like that that would be unhealthy is if like one of the characters like actually like wanted a relationship with the other one and that was like their way to like yeah someone had a crush on someone already but they didn't really they didn't even know they didn't do that right no so that that, i'm just saying that's the only way i would kind of make it believable i just didn't buy that she would she would go along with this. I don't, I mean, I think, yeah, you're like, what? I don't understand. But her like vengeful side of, I want him to really want me back and be jealous about this. I just didn't buy that she would. No, because I mean, he's got someone pregnant. Like he's, yeah, he's gone. That ship has sailed. Sailed. Um, I don't know why I always judge a lot of books or romance books by like 
Regency plot lines because it happens all the time. And I will say like Jamie kind of followed like a, 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 a love interest in like a Regency plot line where he kind of starts off with like the bad reputation of like being the rake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like you, when you actually get to know the character, he's like a gentle giant. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's actually a gentleman who is like, no, those are just rumors, bad reputation. That's true. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Would you date someone you, that you um, work with? I can't imagine. Uh, I might. So maybe in this situation, well, no, because they they were kind of like the same. They practiced the same type of law. So like, I might date a coworker in like a like a big like company, but not like someone I work with on a daily basis. Like not someone in my department type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? What I couldn't get um, over was okay. So she went. She met Dan in her first year of college. So then they went to law school and stuff. And then they both got a job at the same law firm. I was like, no, I would need mm-hmm. my space. You're going to have to find a job in another Yeah, law so firm. I wouldn't have done that. Like, but I mean, what? like, right, because, like, I wouldn't have picked a job like that. But, like, if I was working somewhere and met some, like, I would date someone that way. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like, we're already working there. Um. So one thing that i kind of i didn't like this like ideal or however you want to look at it is i mean a majority of the book was because people wouldn't have an honest conversation like this book would have been considerably shorter if the two if jamie and Lori would have just been frank and vulnerable and honest about everything but they just they never really managed to have an honest conversation about their actual feelings for each other for a long time. Well, I don't think it would be shorter because they agreed, like, we'll do this fake relationship up through Christmas because that's when they'll decide on a part. But they were both they were both that they both had feelings before then. They just wouldn't discuss it. I guess. I don't know. I don't believe that they would have feelings that quickly. Because they didn't really have that many interactions before Jamie was like, oh. He, like, looted at his parents' house that he had feelings. I was like, you've only been on, like, four dates. Yeah. But, you know. It's a rom-com. You know, what are you gonna do? But then that's the thing. It is a rom-com. So, I would, like, so, uh, like, 130 pages. So, I would say what? uh close to a third of the book is this gruesome breakup in the aftermath 50 percent of the book is a fake relationship like it's not a rom-com until like the last 20 percent of the book if it's even that far well i'll give it like fake relationship right because that's that's when they're like getting to know each other and like falling in love so fine I'll but even that part's that. like peppered with this like traumatic stuff though. Yeah, well, that's when their bond grows. Uh, that's when they really get to know each other when he's I'm okay with that both of them having him like about his dad's cancer. That's when they like Right, but that should have been like growth. they can only for a rom-com, like they can each only have one one set of baggage. They can't <laughs> have like they were like unloading like crates and barrels and suitcases and trunks of baggage. Yeah, the too much baggage. She had. A I'm not saying real life we don't have baggage. But that's not what I'm looking but in for a in book, this book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Her bad dad was enough, and then I was like, oh god damn, he left her with like a dude who tried to molest. Oh shit. Like okay. Uh, 
It was a little bit. Okay. So this is going to sound weird no matter how I say it because I don't want someone to be molested. But like, why is that a problem? Why even bring it up? Like, it's just like, oh, it almost happened. Like, wh- wh- why do we, like, why bring it up if it's even like an almost happened? Like, it's not, ugh. there's other things we can do. Like, we didn't want to commit to like someone actually being like, yeah, I know. Molested. Well, I like, it's just kind of like, it's like when like things are like, oh, like a character is like almost raped. Like, that's just, you're just using that as like, yeah, I, I know. know. I, uh, yeah, I always have. A, I'm not saying I wanted the character to be molested. Like, that's just why even bring it up? Like, you just right. that just didn't need to be there. Like, her dad could have just like left her at home, and she could have gotten scared, or yeah, like left her. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't like I don't know I don't like I don't, I don't really like trauma to use- a seven year old in any way, really. Right, but I just don't like that as like a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how I want to say that, but like rape and molestation in like a. They're they're lazy writing tools. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times do they add anything? Is it really necessary? Can you do whatever it is you're trying to use that as a plot device? Could that be done in another way? Like, what right. is it that that plot device is trying to do for this character? Now, because I'm. That didn't. Okay. That didn't add anything to her and her behavior with people or, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't create uncertainty in the book. It didn't create behavior uncertainty around men or around sex or around uh, being alone with people. You know, she didn't remember it until she saw him at that one party and then it just triggered this one. You know what I mean? So it was like, it didn't have to be an almost molestation but right. it, it could have been, been like just a racist like, comment that he said to her yeah you know, her dad was or, white and i but i'm okay i'm okay with a book that maybe explores like uh uh like trauma that comes from rape and molestation but like but we're actually devoting but if it like, serves a point right or we're actually like devoting like realistic like trauma to it like this person like starts to have it wants to have a relationship but they're trying to overcome xyz and we're exploring that with someone who but knows what they're fucking talking about it's not just like a uh, a cheap it's not just a cheap plot device like yeah this this really that was the only point is like oh she just remembered when she saw that guy's face and then she got to have it wasn't necessary like a like a like a little bit of an anxiety thing where then he could console her. Like that could have been for any reason. It didn't, right. that very specific act could have been anything. It didn't yeah. have to be that. Yeah. And that's where I'm always like, those things need to be used wisely mm-hmm. because they can be triggering for people and because they right. are such a heavy and real thing. And who knows? Yeah. I don't, maybe that happened to the author. I have no idea, but but I think like that could be another book and they could really explore that in a, yeah, like, a, when you an appropriate that, way. I feel like you have to Especially if the author knows like real life. Yeah. You know, like whatever. When you use that, I feel like you have to then use it for a purpose. And mm-hmm. like like I said, if you can swap that out with any event, then are you using it for a purpose? Then probably right. not. Mm-hmm. And But I'm all I'm for like a survivor story. Absolutely. Like overcoming it and figuring you know, like that's then that's okay. But that's not, not what in this instance was. for me. That's not what this was. No. So. But like, yeah, like, so I'll celebrate that. Like, you know, that's awesome. But not not in this sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, would you consider this a romance novel? I mean, technically, yeah, I will. But it just is such a slow burn. It's just not. I mean, we get I... like 
we yeah. get like one we don't even get to read it we just hear that they had sex that she's yeah. referencing yeah sex you're not gonna slow burn me and then not give me exactly. anything we got a slow Rude. burn with no actual burn <laughs> I kind of feel like, I mean, yeah, it's a romantic sort of. I almost feel like it's like just like women's fiction with like romantic elements in it and like some humor. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, the main themes, honestly, like the main themes are about grief and betrayal and recovering the recovering from those things. They're not really about their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because it didn't so. really. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really about the relationship. It was. It's fine. It's just really depressing so, sometimes. It was. It was a little. It was a little hard. A little rough. I wasn't. It wasn't one of the books that I was like, oh, I'm just gonna stay up and finish this chapter. Yeah, I wasn't doing that. But with all that said, I feel like we're being like. I feel like I specifically am being really negative. I really did like the author of I really liked her writing style and I want to like research and maybe see like a higher like see like a book like maybe read some reviews and I want to read another one of her books because I really did like her like quick pace humor writing style yeah she writes really good dialogue I liked her yeah she writes great dialogue and that's I think that's like something that's not super common yeah a realistic dialogue yeah you know what I mean yeah her dialogue is was really well done and like I said, and even though, like I said, it was heavy topics, it wasn't like you were reading like Angela's Ashes. It was, no. it still was a light read. You just kind of were like, oh, okay. It just wasn't. You said, oh, okay, a lot. What you were expecting. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But it, it still was a light narrative, yeah. but heavy topic, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think a lot of grief. Overall, I give it. I would give it probably like a B minus. Okay. I would. Um, if it didn't have the molestation in there, what would you give it? Well, probably the same thing. I, uh, okay. Yeah. So it doesn't, that doesn't change. That wasn't like a huge reading change for me. Overall, it was uncomfortably it was, weird for me. I don't know why. Um, that was, it, that part threw me for a big loop. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, but I still would give it the same grade, even if it wasn't. In okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would I mean, recommend it if someone had a very specific like request. If they were looking for something like if an aunt was looking for a book and I knew they didn't like reading about sex, but they wanted something okay. kind of from you know what I mean? Like I I would recommend it for a very specific person. I wouldn't just be like a very general, oh, you've got to read this that makes sense so do you think is there like a uh, a reason why someone who is a romance author doesn't like add like sex to their book like is it know. is it frowned upon and like writer society is like that's like a cheesy that you have to write like the se- like sex into a book is it because there's like ratings like tv like i don't know i, mean, I feel like if you're like a romance writer like you gotta I mean, it could be tasteful i'm not saying you have to be like 50 shades of gray type people up and spank them but like maybe they just don't like writing it maybe i don't know maybe they don't consider themselves a romance writer maybe it's just a contemporary fiction i don't know I don't know what this book is technically categorized as. Just you got to give me a little something. Yeah, there was just oh yeah, we had it. It was great. I was like no, this is no. Yeah. 
you you two and people. i don't need a lot because sometimes books like it's too much and you're like i start skimming sex scenes oh, you're like yeah. i've read it's like yeah all right like let's get on with the plot of the story i don't need i don't need multiple sex scenes i just need to like be convinced that they are in love yeah oh no well in ibooks it's considered a romance so i don't know hmm. oh it was released in march this year. Yeah, it's like a 2020 book. It's it's new. It is now. Well, she's got some other books. We're going to have to maybe do a little. Yeah. She's got a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Do a little digging. So, I don't know. I like her style. I'll read something else. I just. Oh, absolutely. Definitely pay attention to see if it's got some serious grief in it. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult sometimes. Not 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 grief being difficult, but it's difficult sometimes to really get a good <laughs> to get a good read on what a book is going to be yeah. without spoiling the book for yourself. You know what I mean? Because like the publisher's like synopsis, synopsis, whatever uh, plot is. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty basic. Like it didn't talk about all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. It talks about being a romance where like she gets her heart broken, they meet in an elevator and have a fake relationship. What happens next? You know, so if you go and read like an in-depth review, then you kind of you're kind of spoiling the book for yourself a little bit. Yeah. So it's that's a that's a toughie. That is a toughie. All right. Well, that is the book. Let us yeah. know if you guys read it, what you think, if we're totally wrong, if you loved it, if you hated it. Yep. And next month, which is June, oh my god, we are reading. Jessica Simpson's open book memoir. Oh, yeah, well, that's memoir. what it's called. Open book. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I have noticed like some podcasts that I like have done uh podcasts about the book, so I'm really excited. I know a lot of people have a lot of. Opinion. I've already read it. So I have not read it. I recommend and I have avoided those podcasts. <laughs> I recommend listening to the audiobook when she reads it because she does a really yeah. good job. I heard that. Yeah, I heard she's reading it, so that's exciting. It's like good. It's good. Even if you're not a Jessica Simpson fan, which I was, I didn't listen to any of her stuff. Um, it's still a really good read or listen. And I do recommend that audiobook. It's, it's, it's really good listening to her read it. But that's what we'll talk about at the end of June. End of June. Um, Miss Giliberto. Mm. What's your tiny joy, princess? Oh, my God. What is my tiny joy? Besides not teaching my child anymore. Uh... <laughs> that can be your tiny joy, but it was also your week. So, I mean, I pick one. You know what? It's everything right now. It um, is everything, probably. <laughs> my tiny joy is I started watching The Great on Hulu. It's about, and it is like a satirized uh, take on Catherine the Great. Oh, okay. And it has um, L. Fanning and uh, I never remember the dude's name. He was in uh, X-Men First Class as Beast. I don't know. He dated Jennifer Lawrence. Nicholas Holt. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I know you don't know who he is. I don't know who anybody is. I know who Jennifer Lawrence is. Kiss my ass. Other people will know. I think Nicholas Holt. Anyway, um, it's a satirized take on Catherine the Grey and, you know, Russia and the mid 18th century and it's really funny and uh it's been really entertaining i think i'm on like the fifth episode so that's been nice i haven't had a lot of time because i've i've had a headache for like two weeks now so dude um but when i get a moment i do 
watch a little bit of that. I haven't even read a book in like two weeks. I finished this book and that was it. So I've been reading like short, quick things. I don't know. I have a bad hat. I go through like a like a like a book buying thing, and then I have them stacked up on my desk, and I'm like, I have other stuff to do. So I've been like working through like, um, all the books I've randomly bought. Like I was like, oh, I want to read that. Oh, I want to read that, and then I have other stuff to read and get through. So I've been reading those books that I haven't <laughs> I've been having a chance to. Um, I because I haven't been listening to a lot of podcasts because I haven't been driving anywhere because volleyball is you know I don't take money long trips or anything. Um, so I've been spending more time uh, at my computer. But I found this blog I actually really liked. Uh, I like it's uh, about books. Um, it's called She's Full of Lit L I T, and I just really like the blog. So I just want to say that was my tiny joy. I really like just her like writing summary style and just how things are. What's the blog about? Uh, books that she reads. Oh, okay. Yeah, lit literature. Well, she's full of lit. L I T literature. Come on. Nice. Okay. Well, let us know what you're reading. Let us know if you have a suggestion you'd like us to read or a TV show you'd like us to tear apart or I don't know, like or any topic you'd like us to discuss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll get off topic, but we would we can talk just about anything. So, I think we said we uh, won't talk about uh we won't talk about racist things or negative terms for female genitalia. Yes. Will we talk about negative terms for male genitalia? Sure, all the time. All right. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Platonic Life Meets or our Facebook group Platonic Life Meets Adult Lady Friends Coven. Email us at platoniclifemate at gmail.com or visit our website at platoniclifemates.com. Also, like uh, our podcast, share share it, rate it, comment. Let us know when you do comment. Send us a picture well, of it. Tag us. That's what you can do. And then we'll see I it. want to see a picture of it. Oh I want God. you to print it out and mail it to me at 123 Internet Street. Okay. You'd be crazy. But yeah, tag us. And that is it. See you next week. Bye. Bye.